<laughs> You're like, that's why a, is it? That's a, a Why right is it too much work? That's the ultimate SEO quote. It takes like eight minutes a day to coach these people. Yeah, it's that. That's what he said. <laughs> that's Chris, right? It's a, it's a very, I can actually see him think that and say it all yeah. at once. <laughs> look, look at Ron, he lost it. <laughs> Yeah, he can't even hold it together because he sees it. He sees the confusion in Krista's eyes as he keep hearing it. If you've been using okay, any moisture, like, anyways, share, subscribe, comment, ring and the bell. There we go. And don't forget, Mutant supports the podcast. Thank you very much, Mutant, for supporting us and supporting the podcast. And uh, use your code BigRon20 or Dusty20. Both of them work <laughs> anywhere in North America. Contrary anywhere to in North America. random rumors that came out of nowhere. And, uh, and go on IamMutant.com and order your ISO surge or, or your gear. Get your gear. You know, I got a bunch of the iced tea gear, Dusty. I went, I went and got yeah. some iced tea last time I was at the office. Do you do you use iced tea gear? I use Rocket Pop. So you're good. so Rocket Popping. Oh yeah, yeah. permanent. <clears throat> okay. They can make 900 flavors. Okay. You're not getting me. A, that's my childhood, and I had a great childhood. So I like to go back there. I know? just have these like oh. regular unflavored vials. I don't know. Of gear, <laughs> <laughs> I don't suggest drinking the, uh, those well, ones. And I don't suggest the unflavored the is great because you can mix it with anything. <laughs> right? Doesn't throw the very, taste very off. Valid. You put it with anything. You can pair it with anything. Unflavored gear goes with anything. <laughs> Amazing. That's ah, the tagline for the episode. Unflavored gear goes with anything. There you go. Yes. True. Just like that. There you go. Okay, what's going on in your weeks, gentlemen? Let's start with let's start with Scott today. What's Scott's yes. news? Well, I recovered. I appreciate everybody who uh, who laughed along with me and myself for overdosing on pre workout. We figured it out. It was probably the alpha yohimbine that was in it. I don't tolerate that stuff well, and it, it is probably a combo of that and the crack. That they didn't tell you it was in it, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I made it. I've uh, I've recovered and I'm feeling good. We're getting ready to go to Swiss, which is a uh, like a big symposium of uh, smart people like Victoria, who will be presenting right. there down in Ohio. And it's and their their spouses who are tagging along like you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm part of it as well in in the aspect that I'm going to do some uh, live podcasting stuff. Uh, from awesome. the venue for to help promote the recorded versions, but it'll be cool. Uh, Skip is going to go as as a guest, or you know, to, to watch. And there's going to be a bunch of good people. Rick Collins is going to be there. A bunch of people you guys would know. So I'm excited yeah, yeah. for that. We leave Thursday. It's going to be down in Columbus. It's a, a tribute to John Meadows, and it's held with Elite FTS. Cool. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a fun experience. I'm excited to go check that out. And I'm excited to hear yeah, Victoria for sure. talk for the first time. I haven't heard her speak before, so. Oh, really? You never actually mm. been to any of her like presentations? Well, we went to this thing and it was just like for academics in Chicago <clears throat> and it wasn't they like They wouldn't a, let you in? Yeah, they wouldn't let me in. They took one look and they're like, "No." They shut the door. Not you, sir. They were like, no, "You, sir. not you." Yeah. You're going to have to wait in the hall. There's a lot of big words being used in here. <laughs> so I stayed in the uh the hotel uh and uh you know, played on the internet, did podcasts. I just ordered room service and played video games all weekend. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It was the best. That's a great weekend right there. <laughs> So yeah, we're pumped for that. That's that's what we're doing. And I I don't know if you guys wanted to talk any news, but there was this. I had five people message me today to say, "Hey, what do you think about uh, uh, that? Uh, Chris is now working with Hani. That this is uh, this yeah. is the big news. I thought he already was, but I guess it's like a full time thing. And I know Dave uh, Palumbo was talking about it on Heavy Muscle, and they were speculating." 
what was going on with that. And they're saying, well, why can't Ian coach him? It, Chris Aceto had said, uh, you know, about about the whole thing. By Chris Bum said, by the way, guys, anybody who living under a You're rock. slowing the uptake. Yeah, thank you. Um, Chris Aceto said, though, he was like, it, it only takes like eight minutes a day to coach somebody. Why can't Ian do that? <laughs> he was like, that's why a, is it? That's a Aceto-ism. Why is it too much work? That's the, that's the ultimate Aceto quote. It takes like eight minutes a day to coach these people. Yeah, it's that. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris, right? It's a, it's a very. I can actually see him think that and say it all at once. <laughs> look, look at Ronnie lost it. Yeah, he can't even hold it together because he sees it. He sees the confusion in Chris's eyes. As he says it. It. <laughs> You're hearing his it. voice. That's great. And no, for anyone listening, Ron is not high. You do not have to immediately assume oh, that he's laughing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it only takes like eight minutes a day. That's uh, four that's minutes in the morning and four minutes yeah. at night with a hotel visit. That's if he's overthinking. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's a great um, excuse oh, for a transition, though. It makes it easy to explain, you know, because it would be hard to understand for anyone. I mean, you've got a winning combo. Yeah. I find it hard to imagine that Hani's going to come in and you're going to see a drastically better result. Because he wasn't missing yeah. before. Now he might be better, but I mean drastically better. I expect him to be better because it's a year longer, or more than a year since we're doing Byron, since we're doing uh, the show in uh, October of the following year now. Yeah. I hate that the show's in December for the record, and I know it's venue, bullshit, whatever, but like, it's like a week before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're aware yeah. of how dead I assume it's going to be. Well, see, think about the yeah. travel Did you s- of it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. Um, so, I read Chris's post that he put up. Did you guys read that one? I didn't see that. He yet. just said, no. "Hey, oh, Bum said just said, hey, here's the deal. We've done everything we can do. We've won three in a row." You know, Ian's family to me, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, this is about his career, too. Like, this is the biggest show of his life. I don't want him, him to have anything on his mind other than himself. And um, we've got nothing left to prove. And, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to give back to him by giving him the space to just focus on him and blah, blah, blah. And um you know we both plan on being at our very very best and having the best shows ever you know and this is part of us moving forward as family is basically what he said and you know he just said that he trusts hanny to you know continue the dynasty yeah and so I just sort of took it for what it was. I was like, oh, well, sure. sounds fine. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ian was really stressed out last year. Maybe maybe Ian like lays in bed thinking about Chris and can't get him off his mind. You know what dude, I mean? Like, I dude, don't know. I don't care who you are. It, like, I, like as a coach, too. there is stress. You know what I mean? Like, you want your athlete to do well. You want them to be successful. You know, at the end of the day, there's some things you can't control, but you, <clears throat> I've, I, you know, I've been stressed dealing with people who, <clears throat> excuse me, are like at the state level or, you know, a national show, let alone trying to get the fourth, you know, Mr. Olympia award. That's in a row. That's a lot yeah. of pressure, whether you want to, you know. So my prediction well, eight minutes a day of pressure. So yeah. it's a good point. <laughs> eight minutes a day. My 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 prediction is that um because Chris is Chris and Honey is Honey, I think they're just gonna Chris is gonna show up and win again. And everything's gonna be golden. That's what I think. I can't see Chris losing for a long time. And mm. not just because of his physique, because there's obviously a lot of great physiques. But uh, there's the intangibles of what Chris is also uh, that I Chris think are important. Defines, Chris defines the category better than any other person defines their category. Right. You know I mean? He defines the category of being Mr. Olympia. Uh, if anybody wonders why someone would say that's important, look no further than the open Mr. Olympia and how important it is to have somebody that represents the sport. 
because we haven't had one in two years. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it definitely alters the game, you know, and, and so Chris does that well. Ooh. And like you said, he fits the mold of they. It's like they created the, the division around him because he was born. For well, it. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's written right into the rules that like the person who is the Olympia champion defines the look thereafter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it that, is. that's like that's written in the rules like there, you know, just to kind of try to standardize it all the way down to the grassroots level. Like if you're at a regional show yeah. and they got two guys that are really good, the one that def- literally defines the looks most like the person who defines the division is supposed to win. If you go to the NPC website and you look for examples of posing, they will show you like bikini. They'll show you the Miss Bikini Olympia. Olympia. This is perfection right here. This This is what you should do. This is the standard. Yep. This is what we want. And so, you know, Chris defines his division better than anyone else does theirs, I guess, arguably. Um and uh, bikinis, bikini. So I won't get into an argument sure. about how many of those girls could perfectly define that division. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, and it's also a reason why, like the, the you said the intangibles earlier. But you know, look at the other intangible things. Like people wonder why you go to a bodybuilding show and there's so many guys in the classic divisions and fewer guys in the bodybuilding divisions. And yeah, part part of it is that classic captures people because of their body weight, right? They go, oh, well, I'm 180, so I should do classic, right? There's a lot of that. We've talked right. about that. Yeah, People thinking they're classic just because they're small bodybuilders, etc. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. But also a factor is that we don't have, and I, I would say I'm, you know, I'm not trying to bash on poor Rami, he's got a fucking hectic life by the sounds of it, but we don't have like an active leader of the, like we don't have like a, an active champion that's constantly representing the division everywhere and all over social media and, and, you know, doing lots of, you know, stuff appearing everywhere. And, you know, like we don't have that right now in the open. Yeah. You know, we have that in the classic and it makes the division really popular. Like, you know, we we've we've gotten some of like Bumstead's product in for like just to see how it sells. And it's like gone in like a minute. No oh, kidding. All of it. So it's gone. Yeah, it's funny. You know, people just want, oh, you got it. Oh, I want to try it. Yeah. You know, like that. So like people like, you know, he's people got such a him. crazy reach in so many ways. And I just think that with Hani, I mean. I mean, Honey knows how to fucking win. Like, right? Come on now, Honey knows how to win. Yeah, Honey knows how to win a lot. <laughs> so I just think Chris is just gonna, you know, continue to completely dominate with him. You know, so that's my take. I'm not worried about Bumstead's future. <laughs> I will say, like for Honey, I almost feel like there's there's more to lose. Because people like you, like we expect yeah. Chris to win. I almost feel like yeah. there's more pressure now. Like if he doesn't, then Honey's going to completely take the blame for that. You know. So that's kind of what's badass about it. In <laughs> like Honey's, Honey's kind of badass to do that. That's like you know. Do you want that call? Like yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> It's easier to take the guy who's in second and all of a sudden he wins mm-hmm. than the guy who's consistently mm-hmm. winning. Right. And doing so you know, do decidedly. You want, yeah. <laughs> you know. Imagine Ronnie Coleman calls you after number five <laughs> and he's like, hey, yeah. I, you know, I think I might try something different. I talked to Chad. You know, we're good. I'm just going to like get some. You want to do my diet for me? <laughs> of course. What? Yeah, buddy. Shit. How about you tell me so exactly what you did year. last year? We'll just yeah. do that. <laughs> Great minds think alike. There, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So what was your cycle last year? Yeah. Oh, let's just uh, let's run that again. Yeah. Yeah. That seems good. Okay. Classics. So that was actually all generated by me asking Scott how his week was. See how I did that? I was trying to trying to like, you know, you, do the do the really thing, the podcast thing. And it had so much to do with your week. It was amazing. Scott, Scott's way of not telling us. Hike in the wilderness. He didn't even answer the question. Oh yeah, what date day, all that stuff. People don't care. People don't care, but it you know, about my date day. 
Yeah, get out of the bodybuilding. I, I want to know where you ate, what you did. We had you know. fun. We was a nice. It was a nice weekend. I recovered from the crack, and uh, just in time for date day on Friday, we went for a hike. Nice. But it was low key because Victoria is like feverishly writing still to try to put her presentation together, and she's got her PhD to finish. So it's been like low key around here. You know, there's nothing, okay. nothing too special. And we put up, we put out a bunch of podcasts too. So there's that. We put yeah, this show out yeah, on Saturday. That. People loved the last episode, by the way. They they really enjoy our content. So yeah, shout out to everybody it, who's it, it, watching. It the last one went well. It came out on a Saturday and it and it did pretty good. And I was like, huh. Because you know, sometimes we've had a few of those Saturday episodes where they just don't get like as much traction as like the Wednesday episode. Saturday's a good you know day I mean? based off our statistics. Like I yeah, can see when people are be. online. And yeah, it's, it should be good. So it went well. I was happy. Okay, Dusty, on to you. Scott doesn't want to talk about himself. <laughs> Story of Scott's life, right? Oh, wow, that threw me off. Sorry, I, wanted, I was just, just checking the, uh, the numbers on that. Yes, uh, just no, all I have done Showing bottles weeks. of gear and spreading rumors about Bumstead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rumors, drugs, this is what we're on here. No, all I have done okay. is man shit for like weeks. I'm building shit. It's not good. I don't like building stuff. I don't like putting stuff together. Everything I in this. Okay, now house, are you I'm talking pretty- like you put together like an IKEA table, and now this has turned into a <laughs> well, I'm building first shit. Off, I got first tools. I'm using I would tools. Not buy an IKEA table. I did have. Tools. I have a construction I project. <laughs> I have a table that I bring out that like lays flat. That's higher for putting things together. It was given to me, as was every single tool I have. Um, Do you, are yes. you trying to tell me you have like a workshop a workshop table? Yes, <laughs> it's wow. mobile though. Yeah, it's like. Do a, you just use it, it to was, write checks? Standing check writing table. Is what <laughs> exactly. It is? I'm like, come in here, sir, and I write it down. I'm like, perfect. You don't have to sit yes. down anymore to write a check. You can just do it standing. <laughs> It's exhausting because you got to stand back up. You know how that is. <laughs> all this bending over at the chat. waist. <laughs> Why didn't this guy have square like a normal person? Jesus. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. That's all I've done, and it's been terrible, and I'm glad it's over. I think I've done. Like, see this fan? So right you did that? You did that. Yeah. I see how well, it's I not running. I had someone do that, but I wanted to take credit for it's it. It's just an ornamental fan, actually. <laughs> we don't really use it. It's, it's not, not actually there. running down any actually, wires to it. I green just, screen I just behind me. It <laughs> you I'm moving less because I don't want the green screen to alter. <laughs> Valid point. And Ron, how about you? What did you do this weekend besides tricks on your bike? I've been, anal- I've been I've, I'm these, Ron's biggest fan, by the way. I like respond to all his bike tricks. I've been keeping up. He does. That's good. I um I only filmed like five minutes of of riding this weekend at the very end of yesterday, and I managed to just get one little good clip. But I rode three days in a row. Dang, the last three days I rode three days in a row because everyone's talking about the big arrival of the Vancouver Rain. Oh. And it it arrived last night, and now it's probably going to rain till March or April. Mm. And um, so we knew it was coming. It was a little late this year, so I was riding as much as I could. I was getting out on my bike, and I got out three days in a row and had a lot of fun. And uh, now it's fucking looks like an apocalyptic movie outside now. And that's probably going to yeah. remain that way for a while. And uh, But <clears throat> my other hobby... I built my guitar pedal board, and uh, so I've got all my guitar pedals hooked up to a board, and they're all powered by a power unit, so I just have to plug in the one unit, and my whole board works, you know what I mean, instead of yeah. plugging all the pedals in or running batteries to them or whatever. So I've got like a – and I wired it up, and I built it, and it was a lot of fun. It was like this this project. you know. I ordered the board from one place and ordered some parts from another place, and then I went and bought – you know, the pedals I wanted that I didn't have yet. Got one pedal used off Facebook, but the other pedals new, you know, assembled the board. And uh, last night I took it for a run, plugged it in and played for like almost two hours. I played guitar for almost two hours last night, just trying out all my pedals and getting all these cool tones and That's fun. fucking lots of fun. And uh, I started taking um, 
There's this guy at the gym that recommended the app Musician. And um, yeah, and I've seen it. It's come through my Instagram before. You know, Instagram obviously knows I'm playing guitar. Right. So it's sending me, it's sending me that I keep seeing the ad for Musician, this app. Download Mm -hmm. it, you know, you know, take lessons, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he he's a like a, an experienced musician who's been playing for a long time, but he's doing a new instrument. He's playing bass for the first time. And he downloaded the musician app just to like see what it was like and he said it was awesome. So I downloaded it and I started it last night and I went through a bunch of the modules. I I blasted through the first like bunch of them because I'm way past that stuff. But now I'm getting into the actual like, you know, running into music theory that I don't know, running into like you know, because I don't, I don't know any music theory. Like, I know some scales, but I don't know what the notes are, or how they relate to one another, or, or any of that stuff. So that stuff, you know, that stuff's going to unlock a lot of, like, ability to play. So I, I need to learn that stuff so I can understand more about why the notes are where they are and all that shit. So that's what I'm going through right now. I that's just, cool. Yeah. So I want to get, like, a lot better. I want to like really take a huge leap here. And in order to get better, I'm going to have to understand the guitar instead of just memorizing stuff to play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that the board, <laughs> you know? the board you put together is now using pedals and stuff. Is that still, because I, I, you mentioned a few weeks ago, you're like, people don't use the pedals as much. Now they, they use a lot of computerized oh. effects. Is that considered to be like, um like a throwback thing or people are still doing the board like that? No, no, like, like, pretty much all guitar players have a pedal board of some kind. They still do, but okay, yeah, but but what a lot of the big, big time guys do, like if you go to if you go watch a Metallica show, yeah, um, for example, Kurt Hammett will have four wah pedals because their stage is big, so he'll have four wah pedals like all the way around the stage at all the microphones, you know, oh, shit. But they're all hooked to his guitar, so he can use any of the wah pedals. Yeah. You know, the wah, 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 you know, the old Hendrix oh, yeah. sound for his solos. But all his other effects, he might have a couple pedals out on the floor, but most of his effects that he would use would probably be on a board in the back, and there's a guy running it. Okay. Because it's like they're big money, right? So he's got a guy running his effect board and all the pedals are mounted and hooked up to switches and he's just flipping switches and turning them on at exactly the moment he's supposed to turn them on. Like, oh, the Unforgiven solo's coming up. He wants his phaser turned on. Huh. Bang, right at the right note, he fucking hits it. And Kurt, Kurt relies on him because when he hits that first note of the solo, he wants to hear that fucking phaser hit, right? Yeah, yeah. So... So like those guys are under pressure to like run those boards, the guitar techs and shit, right? That's what those guys do. Like they're taking care of fucking everything on those big shows like that. But then there's other guys that are old school and they want to run everything themselves. You know, like Eddie Van Halen had a crazy board. He had like 12 pedals on it and he ran his own board. You know, he always did. And, you know, Kurt Cobain just had like two pedals duct taped to the stage. He didn't even yeah. have a board. It <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> right. Know, literally, he would... He would like he just would duct tape them to the stage. That was his style. He didn't have a board that they were plugged into or anything. So, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun, you know. And I'm the type of guy where I I I like things to be like I appreciate the tone of the music, right? So, for example, I've learned some Eddie Van Halen riffs before. Like I learned I learned how to play the main riff to Panama once a long time ago, and it was like fun to play, but didn't sound like Eddie, right? Obviously. But now I have a flanger pedal on my board, and a flanger is like an effect that Eddie used very heavily. It was almost always turned on for some of their song. And now that I have that effect pedal, I can play some of the riffs that Eddie would play, and I'm like, holy fuck, that sounds awesome. Because it sounds like it's supposed right. kind of, you know, a lot more like it's supposed to sound. That's so, cool. You know, so it just makes it fun. You know, they're just toys for me. I'm not good enough to like change the world with my effects but you know it is motivating for me to learn other songs and riffs because i can play anything now like i can i have enough pedals that i can play pretty much any rock tone that you you'd want to recreate and uh so it makes it a lot of fun to just like learn other shit so that's what this app is going to help me do that's cool right so that's my thing that's what i'm doing anyways drinking coffee playing guitar 
Living the dream. In the apocalypse. Living the dream. Yes. And heading to Dubai this Wednesday. Dusty. Oh, yes. That's happening. What time do you Dave? leave? You leave in the morning or in the afternoon? Uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I go in the afternoon. Which is yeah, one twenty. One twenty p.m. What time you get home? Oh my god, I get home Monday, so the th- Halloween at like seven p.m. Holy shit! Oh yeah. wow, you're later than me. I get home Halloween at one thirty a.m. A.m. Do you leave on Sunday? Yeah, I leave on Holy Sunday. Sh- yeah, I, th- I think I stayed over or something. So you guys are going there for an expo, right? What's what's going on over there? Oh no, I leave. Sorry, I leave one thirty. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Expo, the Muscle Show, the Dubai Muscle Show. Okay, and so, I know you. Have you been there before? I remember Dusty said he had not. I went there once, twenty seventeen or eighteen. Okay. I went uh, for the muscle show, and it was that I, I, I told that story. It was the trip where I was sick the whole time. I got sick, like, on yeah. the plane. Oh, yeah, Flying yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> I felt it, like, coming on, you know? And by the time I got there, I was just a mess. I had to go get, like, all these cold meds and stuff. It was brutal. So I'm just hoping that this is a, a fun, pleasant, uneventful, you know, trip. <laughs> So are there any plans, like like going to do a mutant on the mission, anything like that while you're there? No, it's a pretty short trip. I do want to go to Binus, though. Binus gym where, you know, you see where Rami's training. And I think Sergio's there right now, too. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I want to go train there. Jim, you see with the Captain America plates that, like, Andrew Jacked was at Mm. and all that stuff. So I'm going to go check that gym out. Definitely have a workout. But the thing I'm excited about is I traveled enough this year that I got the next level up on air Canada. Hell yeah. That's so cool. I'm a fifth, I'm a 50 K air Canada now. So I got a bunch of bonus credits. Did I tell you guys this? No. And so I'm going to be able to, uh, I think I can upgrade the longer flight there and back. Right. Cause there's you know two flights there and back, but the, the long haul flights for both of them, I'm going to try to upgrade mm-hmm. to business. So that should be awesome. Game changer. You know. Yeah. Especially going that far. Yeah, this flight sucks, Scott. Oh, I imagine. I but like I would I'd be two, so excited. Hour flight. Oh yeah, that's long. Very long. Yes, yeah, I'm looking at them now. I've got um Yes, I have my first flight is uh twenty three hundred and fifty nine miles and my second flight is forty three hundred and ninety four miles. <laughs> yeah. It's a little. Where do you see that? That's cool. That's how um, Tammy sends it to me. Um, so from the reservation place. So get this, get this. My trip there goes to Frankfurt, then Dubai. Right. Um, so it's like ten hours to Frankfurt, and then like six hours to Dubai. Right. Right. Um, however, my flight home got rerouted. It goes Dubai to Toronto, which is Ooh. 14 hours. Damn. And then Toronto home is four. So that's easy. But yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be a long flight. Easy. Eight hours and 30 minutes, six hours and 50 minutes. It's actually better to get that little gap where you can walk around the airport for a second and then go again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a rough trip. We'll Don't see what so happens. Angry, hey, what's Donna upset about? I don't, she's always upset. Why are you so mad? Hey. Huh? She doesn't know why she's so mad, but do you see her back there? She's right there over my no, shoulder. I right can there. see no, that's no, her where, right where there. Is she? Oh, you can't see her. No, no. There she is. Wow, I see her ass. There Donna, why are you so angry? Oh. They want to know. Oh, she's looking out the front door. 
because the front door is like half of the door is glass and I haven't gotten any window coverings yet. So if anything goes by the front door, she's angry at it. Car. Right. Right. Anything. I see you. She's like, get out of my fucking neighborhood. I yeah. see you. She's stuff you. like that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Do we have any Do YouTube we have, questions? Yes. But YouTube beat you. questions. We have a bunch. You did. You beat me. We have a bunch. Yes. We also Let's got a lot YouTube. of positive do feedback. I, do, do, do I sound velvety enough? I was worried that last episode I was like talking buttery. past my mic a little bit. You sound good. Yeah, you're buttery. You sound good. It's just flowing. I couldn't ask for more, actually. You okay. can always ask for more. Okay. We did get a lot of feedback on, um, I put an intro on the last episode, like I made it work, you know what I'm saying? I saw that. You know, with the music and stuff. And we had like several people say like, oh my God, that, that was so cool. And other people that were like, oh, I love seeing the intro back. So we have fans of the intro. So I, I just thought that it'd be important to to mention that. And I thought I'm this microphone a- issues. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And, and here's the question I wanted to lead with. I thought Dusty would be an expert on this one, especially. Question, do you tend to eat extremely fast? And he also asks, uh, over, under, overrated, underrated, James Hype. Do they mean like, like James Hollingshead Hype? Or is James Hype a person? Because I don't even know who that is. Well, James Hype has a capital H. He does. So it looks like, like a name. Person. Do well, we, he's is this like an Instagram person? If I don't know who he is. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and you're asking the question. So. I don't Do recommend I tend to eating eat extremely faster fast? than you can sh- because you could end up taking a month-long nap. Yeah, that's that. true. Yes, that's true. So my advice is thorough chewing, careful swallowing, and uh, avoid the $100,000 in uh, you know hospital bills. Just a thought. Just I'm sorry. Yes. It was actually 600000 but then obviously Ooh. insurance helped. So, anyways, yes, that's what I would do. <laughs> okay, want to want to throw in the fact I left out the other five hundred k. My bad. <laughs> I, when I saw this too, I was wondering about you, Ron, because uh, you know we we know that when we're little kids, they always tell you like make sure you really chew your food up really well. Now in bodybuilding. I think I suffered some digestive issues because I was just like mowing through the food. I knew I had to eat so much that I wasn't focusing on chewing thoroughly each and every bite. And you ate even more than I did at my highest, you know? So is that something you ever had to like stop and step back and focus on or it just never was a problem? Um, I remember like, you know, when you choke you know when you choke on food for like a split second and you have that just moment of like oh my god i think i'm choking but then it like it it goes down yes and it maybe hurts as it goes down and you're like oh fuck yeah so like i remember having that happen to me a couple times and it was always enough to like make me go okay i gotta fucking take my time i'm not a garbage disposal unit like you know what I mean? Because I, I got like a couple times where that happened, where I thought I was going to, you know, you have that split second where it just, you're like, fuck, am I going to choke? And, you know, I remember like swallowing a lot of food, barely like chewing it, just shoveling food, you know, at work and stuff like that when I was younger. And so, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it is a thing that has occurred to me, like, make sure you chew your food, Ron, don't die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, and then also too, like we've all shoveled a bowl, like you know, when you like shovel a bowl of oatmeal real quick or something, and then then and then like eight hours later, you have like uh, like all of the blueberries come out undigested. Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) like I should have chewed those. I didn't even bite half those blueberries; it just got wasted. It becomes an economics thing, Scott. It makes sense. It makes sense. James Hype is a DJ, by the way. I see that. Yeah. I don't know who I he is. I want to look him up. And I do know who he is. That's, do you? that's Yes. I, I just happen to follow some of his stuff. Here's, but here's the problem out. I have. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't know his face, obviously, but I just well, knew now you as do. soon as it pulled up. I was like, oh, fuck. I know this guy. But um, I feel like me commenting on whether he is an overrated DJ would be like a DJ commenting on an overrated bodybuilder who does no dick about bodybuilding. <laughs> 
Like, mm. How the fuck do I right. know? Yeah. You know, like, seems pretty good to yeah. me, but I don't know what goes into it. You know, I have friends that are DJs that hate the way DJs do things now because apparently it's a lot more just buttons and whatever. I don't know, but I'm like, you know, it's like the old school. It's, it's the... Um, it's the Sean Ray trashing every new bodybuilder routine. Yeah. It happens in DJs as well. <laughs> you know, not that I'm saying Sean Ray specifically, even though I did. You're just using that as like a metaphor. A metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Hypothetically speaking. <laughs> All right. Okay. I did have a couple of important questions, though. Um, yes. If you have to choose between a pot belly and a saggy ass, Knowing that it will be inevitable, which would you choose and why? Well, is it on her or is it on me? Pooh. That's a good question. I mean, he, he didn't specify. <laughs> I mean, if it's on me, I mean, I'll take a saggy ass. I just, I wear big ass loose pants. It's fine. I ain't nobody looking at my ass anyway, so we're good. But, uh, man. If it's on her, uh, that's a tough one. I don't. I don't know if I can get by the pop belly. <laughs> I don't know if I can get by the saggy ass either. Son of a bitch! It's a tough if one. If it's on a woman, if it's on a woman, I'm 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 an ass man. So, so keep the pop belly. You take the pot belly, yeah, and run with I've it. I've seen, you know, hey, I'm not, I don't care about abs. I don't care about abs. I don't care about abs I either. Never, but a pot belly is yeah. not abs. Like a, well, no, but I'm just thinking, you know, you, you know remember in uh, Pulp Fiction when she's laying yes. in bed with Bruce Willis? She goes, pot. Would you still love me if I had a little pot belly? <laughs> <laughs> you do have a pot belly. <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah. She goes, no, like a really big one, you know. Like, remember that little that scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. But, but you know, I just think of how cute she is when she's telling that little telling that little problem to Bruce Willis there, that little question. So, yeah. But I'd she didn't say like, "Would you still love me if I have a saggy ass?" Because he's like, "No, no, no." Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> you're right. That's a no. Sorry, hard no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over with. Good point. It's over with. Good question. Be more specific though. All right. Um, <laughs> there you go. Piggybacking yeah. uh, uh, this episode into the next one, uh, which three current Hollywood actors would you like to see go on a diesel cycle, train like hell, and get fucking huge and shredded? Mm. <laughs> I like the word diesel. It's not used enough. I do too. Um, I, I, think, I think it would be... I like it when actors do the comeback movie that's then they blow people's minds because it's all different than what they've ever done, you know? Right. So, like, imagine, imagine, like, imagine, like, Eddie Murphy does a movie, but it's like an action movie again because we're so used to him now just doing like all the kids' movies and, you know, he's been doing family movies for like 25 years. Yeah. You know, like, right. If he comes back and does a serious action movie and he's like the most jacked, what is he, 55 years old? Something like that. How old's Eddie Murphy? 60? Probably, yeah, probably 60. Even. Yeah. We're just like Robbie Robinson jacked. And it's, and it's serious. I think that would be funny. That would be like, imagine gets nominated for an Oscar, jacked Eddie Murphy. 61. 61. Yeah. yeah, I guess. That's fucking solid. That's solid. So, just side note, I, Eddie Murphy occurred to me because I put Raw on the other night. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. 1987. Anyways, talk about that another time. But yeah, that'd be funny. I'm just thinking of, <laughs> like, everyone's going to say Chris Chris Helmsworth or get Dave Bautista huge again or whatever. But no, no, no. Let's do people that are like. I was going to say, I was going to say Kevin Hart. Like a jack yeah, like Kevin just, Hart running around. Yeah, have The Rock just set him up on a crazy cycle and just, you know, blow his traps up. That'd be sweet to see Kevin Hart jacked. Because I don't think people realize how little he is for real. 
he's very small dude seeing him next seeing him jack would be awesome like a little jose yeah. running around there you go what do you yeah. got first those, those are the picks who's, who's yours well i just said kevin hart is that think. See, yeah, I, did little, I did a little i did a little search right okay um because i needed to know who actually i don't movies sort of suck right I'd like to see Mark Wahlberg actually jacked because he was kind of jacked on his own. I don't know if he was using like a ton of shit back then, um, but I would definitely like him to be. Right, because he's got let's the jeans, see. right? So let's blow yeah. him up to like 235. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? I yeah. would appreciate, and I don't need him to get totally jacked, but I could buy into Keanu Reeves better if he didn't, if he was actually had some muscle. On like for real muscle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was like, right. you know. That would be a helpful for me, you know. I don't know why, but I bought into Matt Damon. <laughs> I bought into Matt Damon being Jason Bourne without any muscle for whatever reason. Yeah. But sometimes in these bigger scenarios, I'm kind of like, ah, right, I think right. that guy would just whip your ass. So yeah, but the jacked part is is where I get confused because I think like a lot of people think like Dwayne jo Johnson is jacked, and I'm like, he's a big dude. Oh yeah, yeah but he's like, and they're, not, they're 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 he's a functional big dude. Like it would ruin Hollywood if the guys were like bodybuilders. I'd be like, well, the problem is they can't fight their way out of a wet paper sack anymore. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can't fight one guy, let alone five. So they pushed that envelope in the eighties, though. You know? Oh, they did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hell yeah! It was great. Like Rocky Bolo Four. Young, you remember how big he was? In like uh, yeah, bounce his pecs or blood oh, sport, yeah. yeah, blood sport, yeah, blood and, sport and, does one, yeah, yeah. He was in a Bruce a Lee movie, movie too. Bolo, Bolo, Bolo Young appeared in Bruce Lee movies too. Huh? How much double impact? You remember double impact? Oh, what a great one! How much gear do you think the uh, actors are using nowadays? Because that's a that's a popular topic that you'll see whole videos about. Like, this is what this guy used to do this movie role. We believe that he used Tren and you know Anavar and you know all this. And of course, we could never guess. But how prevalent do you think gear use is for the guys that are like, hey, I got to be like twenty pounds, you know, harder. It's leaner. enormous. Yeah, because enormous. there's no reason not. I to. mean, like, yeah. And once it's, once there's a timeline with yeah. money. Yes. Why would you timeline not? plus money? Timeline plus money equals Anavar. <laughs> I was gonna say equals trend, but yeah. Wow, I'm saying Hollywood. They probably got someone with some <laughs> tiny amount of knowledge at least looking out for them in in prescriptions you know. for 50 milligrams Just take a day. Halo, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Ten weeks of Halo, you'll be good. You'll be fine. Don't worry. About it. Just I'm more Halo. impressed when the guys Just like Halo. shrivel away to nothing. You ever see those guys like when they have to get a part where they're like crack skinny? Well, yeah, yeah. You Christian Bale for the that? dude. Yeah, I, Christian I would Bale love to know what he had yeah. to do to do that. That was crazy. <laughs> he said he had he had uh, chicken breast a day, and he ate lettuce, and he had an apple a day, and that was like it. He was 138 pounds at the bottom of that movie. I don't even know like what this is at his for. Lightest. What, what movie is this? Christian Bale did a Christian Bale did a movie called The Machinist. Oh yeah, I heard he did about it this. Yeah, it was before he did Batman. And so the crazy it thing was, was awesome. he was one thirty eight. He was one thirty eight for the Machinist, and then like two years later, he was two twenty for Batman. And that's so where it came it pretty in. Crazy. Timeline money equals Anna timeline Fire. plus money, and. Uh, <laughs> Also, Robert De Niro for Cape Fear. He was like, like oh, no one had seen right. De Niro look like that before. He was all like ripped and sinewy, and his face was all gaunt and caved in. And yeah, so and if you remember when when De, when De Niro made Raging Bull, they had to film like two separate parts of the movie because he he had to get really fat for the the like the parts where he's older. And then mm. parts where he's boxing, he's like thinner. So th yeah. that movie was like assembled afterwards. I got a Wikipedia here. No, excuse me. In the internet movie, IMDB, they say that Christian Bale dropped from, this is producer's claim that he dropped from 173 pounds to about 110 pounds for that movie. Oh, wow. Even lighter. Even Holy lighter. shit. So this, is, this is him. 
This is the guy we're talking about right here. Yes. Yeah, that's Christian Bale. Holy shit. That's him re- in real life. That's how he looked. That's not very attractive, but that would take a lot of work. You would lose muscle uh, at that point, wouldn't you agree? I think he oh, lost God. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think he lost all of it. <laughs> Crazy. You guys want another question here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, oh, we had one for Ron here. Ron, would you ever consider doing your own content for YouTube at West Coast Iron? Love to see the gym and some of the guys that train. Cheers, last five minute crew. So, like a little uh, reality TV at West Coast Iron, he says. We've talked about like that sort of thing. That'd be cool. You know, it was just funny. Like, I remember we were kind of talking about doing something regarding that and then like COVID hit and everyone just wanted to like hide their gym <laughs> right <laughs> and so uh yeah I mean but like we we did say like oh you know we had a lot of characters around there It'd be fun you know someone's got to do all the work though right yeah Let's just bring me out you know we'll shoot it they do those reality tv shows in like 12 days right so We'll yeah. come out and we'll make it like stretched out for a whole season. Yeah. We have to have like some different Change like, shirt a lot. you know, yeah, romances, budding romances, breakups, right, you know, right. some sort of drama. The whole, like doing cardio together and then all of a sudden they're coming in at different times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a thing. Okay. All right. Salad is always question for the next show. I'm 50 and I've been training for 30 years, never done gear or even TRT despite my last test number being in the low 200s, because at the time when I really pushed myself, I see progress. Um, It's just really slow. My question is, is it worth going to TRT for the potentially increased quality of life, knowing that I'll have to be on it forever um, or not go on it since I can still get results uh, no matter how slow they are? Yes. You don't get any credit or points or extra time on the clock just by living with low test. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no badge of honor. Like, oh, I went without the TRT right to the end, even though it sucked. There's, it's, we just, we know now that, you know, you're going to feel a lot better if you, if you optimize your test levels and for you, that might just be like fucking 50 milligrams a week for some guys is enough to bump them up into like higher range of normal. And, you know, just do a Google search and listen to what people have to say a few months after they've done the, the switch over and gotten their test levels optimized. You don't have to even have to listen to bodybuilders, just listen to regular people. They can't believe it. Bodybuilders are like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel better. I, I assumed I would. But regular people, they're just completely baffled at how much better they feel when they correct test levels because they've never experienced it before. <clears throat> I think what you're what you're forgetting too is he keeps going back to results and he's thinking about training and effort. You have no idea how bad you feel getting out of bed currently because it's what you felt yeah. every day. So you only know yeah. what's worse than your normal. When you get to where you should be, if you're at the middle to high range of normal, I, I tell people all the time when I'm connecting with Transcend, and, and they'll literally tell me it's within a month of being uh, hooked on TRT, they'll say, you were correct. Because if you were to go to bed at 21 years old and wake up with where your hormones are at 50 the next morning, you would go to the hospital. You would know <laughs> something was wrong. You would be like, what is happening? I mean, literally, like, I have you went a week. No like context that, for this drastic. shift in quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because it is. It's just a slow seeping out. It's like the way the kids take your money out of your account. You don't realize it, and then it's all fucking gone. But your ex-wife <laughs> takes it in one fucking swoop, and that's the difference. Right. Got right. that? Wait, what? Right. <laughs> no, but go. really, it is drastic if you get that. And the gain size is going to be off the charts, but. Yeah, I'm with Ron. Yeah. Definitely no extra points. Yeah, you know? we're at the stage now where nobody cares if you're natty. Yeah, that's true, too. 
Well, TRT, you know, like I, I mean, all but, you're doing is keeping your body in normal range. You're not even pushing the numbers. It's like, yeah, I yeah. I'm just saying that's feel phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perception, though. That's the perception is that they, they think, oh, well, I won't be natty anymore. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, well, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> and secondly, I mean, you're still in normal range. So you technically would pass an Olympic drug test. So I don't know how much more natty do you want to be if you're on some TRT and you can still pass an Olympic drug test. I think you can walk around and safely say to people that you're not juicing. You can say, you know what I mean? Like it's this perception like, oh, my God, if I take a shot of test, I'll never, ever be able to say I was natural again for the rest of my life. And it's like that's I don't know. Is that that's is that over with yet? You know, if you want to be natty for competition and natural federations and stuff, that's that's very admirable. And I'm totally with you on that. But if you just are trying to stay natty because there's some kind of like life scoreboard of, you know, <laughs> I took enough other drugs. I can't add one more to my list. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, I've like, probably taken so many. What's the difference? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> Okay. It sounds like he is concerned because he was like, I have to take it for the rest of my life. Do I want, you know, do I want to make that commitment? And I guess that's you will want to take it for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's the difference. Yeah. Have to and want want to. to. When you realize how good you feel, you will not want to miss. I mean, to give an idea too, I mean, my mother is on TRT, you know, HRT, hormone replacement. I mean, it's, it's to bring things to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a big factor well, too. Is well, a, guy, a lot of guys see that they think, oh, it's for it's for men. It's like no, if you're starting to feel a lot of things, which he probably doesn't even realize he's feeling. My mom was just feeling run down, tired, didn't really want to yeah. do anything. Connect with Transcend. They pull the blood work. They go, these three things are why you feel that way. We can fix those. You know, three weeks later, boom, ready to roll. Yeah. You know, everything's yeah. back. Body feels better. Joints feel better. You know, wants to go do things. It's really is drastic when you and, and I've actually if you do enough research, it's actually worse for you to let your hormones get out of whack in the wrong direction than it is. Mm-hmm. to correct them. Absolutely. And then there's all the it seems like a lot of the same side effects and issues that you get with too much testosterone for too long also happen to you when you have too little testosterone for too long that also Mm -hmm. screws up a lot of things on your blood work like you know cholesterol values get out of whack and blood work gets weird and so there's a lot of things that go wrong when you don't have you know if you were to just have zero tests there's a whole bunch of things on your blood work that go to shit so right yeah you know i recommend he tries it gets you know read up yes you know Call Transcend or whoever you, you live near or whatever the fuck. Right. Okay. All right. We talked about the Olympia last year, thir- or last episode. 31 guys going to be in it. Um, with the amount of people qualified for the O and the challenge that will uh, pose for the judges in relation to time, etc., do you think that people will get overlooked? Uh, yeah. Well, what's overlooked mean? Like... You should have been ninth and you were 11th. That might happen. There's a, there's, that always happens, you know, that always happens at shows. There's always somebody, but I don't know about like, you know, 15th when you should have been sixth. I should have gotten eighth. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, there's always been some funny things that everyone's like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me how Ronnie Coleman used to cut, place like the back of the top 10 and then the year he won the olympia i mean obviously he looked unfucking believable that's why he won but if you go back and look at the previous year he looked really (laughs) fucking good then too (laughs) and they like like not that much different like it was just it was you know it's just the lineup was different and he just jumped out at them somehow and it's kind of funny like some guys that you know, we almost get used to the judges putting them somewhere and we think, oh, well, that's where they go. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. you know, all of a sudden one year they're fucking up in the top, like, you know, first call out and you're like, oh, shit, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Dusty? I don't think it's going to be a problem because at the end of the day, 
and and I could say this as as a competitor, like you understand that they're going to scrutinize over the top top group. You know, the yeah, top, that's where the effort goes. You know, ten are going to get run through over and over and moved and touched. Yeah. I don't think people realize how hard they work the top group. Now, is it possible, like Ron said, <clears throat> to fall out of the top 15 and, and think you should have been there? Of course. Um, particularly in a lineup like this, because there are, I mean, there are, I'm just throwing a number out there, 18, 20 top 15 guys doing the show. So, yeah, there's going to yeah. be some guys on the outside looking in on that that, you are, that stun you. But at the end of the day, I think really what you're going to find that's that's blows your mind is that eight to fourteen mark, where it could go any which way, and it becomes personal preference. I think that that's the the biggest factor is body lean is so tight at the top end. Yes, that out, outside of like a couple guys, I'm always like, well, if we move this guy from eighth to twelfth, and the guy from twelfth to eighth, no one's feelings would be hurt. I mean, it's that right. tight, in my opinion. You know, I mean, so, except for the guy that got twelve, yeah. but yeah, unless he's not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yes, but yeah. Like, you just you just have that. It's 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 overlooked. Is like they missed him, and that doesn't happen. I hear that a ton. People are like, oh, I got overlooked. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, remember, was it the '99 Olympia where Jay Cutler got like second last, and he looked unbelievable. Yep. And you go back now and you look at him from the 99 Olympia and you're like, how the fuck did he get second last looking like this? Like, it's yeah. crazy that he got second last, but everyone just kind of like, oh yeah, he's the new guy. Like, yeah, you know, yep. pay your dues. He's second last. And then you look, you pull up the results and you think, you think, oh, okay, there's a few guys that even without seeing pictures, you're like, ah, Jay probably beat that guy. Right, yeah. just because of the names, but the lineup's crazy. So this is the '99 Olympia, just for shits and giggles. So Jean Pierre Fux was 15th, and uh, Cutler was 14th. And then yep. there's a few guys that Cutler probably beat. They probably should have got him ahead of Pavel Jablonski, Ernie Taylor, right. Mike Matarazzo. And then Milos was 10th. Right. And I could say, like, Jay, Jay could have very easily probably beat Milos, right? And made the top mm -hmm. 10. But then the top 10 <laughs> is, is going into the top 10 past Milos is Dexter, Lee Priest, Paul Dillett, Nasser, Sean Ray, Kevin Lavrone, Chris Cormier, Flex Wheeler, and Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> it's like an all star group. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough out there. And that's why you got to have that big jump, too, though. Like, you know, in 01, when Jay came out, like you were saying with Ronnie, <clears throat> it's not that he didn't look great in 99, but in 01, when he walked out, it was like, what the fuck? I mean, every little detail was flawless, and you you couldn't ignore it. He did look and out of place against everyone but Ronnie, in my opinion, beat Ronnie yeah. uh, in spite of the back. And, you know, then you're on. I think that's the other thing that's cool, though, is once you've done that, you're on the map. Like, you've got to fall from grace now yeah. to, to not be in the top 10, you know? Wild. I, what else I mean, we got? I will oh, say, yeah, I'll, I'll add this, that I think that there have been new pros in recent years that have been very successful, like first time at the Olympia, you know, who's done really well, like a Nick Walker guy. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if, if somebody is deserving, I think they are, they are watching at least now, like maybe the pay your dues stuff. If that happened in the past, I don't know if it's happening as much now. I can't speak for the past, but I feel like people are getting a real fair shake nowadays. It seems at least in my, my opinion. Mm -hmm. I agree. I know I had one more about here it is. Um, what's the longest you have allowed your pre-gym routine to get John Meadows and Jaybirds for at least an hour uh, before for myself? I don't know what it's Jaybirds. 
know. But maybe that's a person. That's a maybe Jay Birds needs a uh, you know whatever it is. Google? Though he's asking about I, I I don't know, but he's do, he's asking about pre workout routines. Like how long does it take you to get your shit together before you're like ready to do your thing? I'd well, say I mean, it my on what you my the routine right. I mean, don't you consider yeah, your I, meal before you train your routine? Yes. That's that's how I always sort of like defined when my workout window starts. Like the pre-workout meal is what everything else is based off of. Do you know what I mean? So that's how I always kind of did it. Like, you know, I got this to do and that to do and this to do and I'll eat at three and I'll start training at four or 4.30 if it's leg day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the Or if I ate that meal at 2, then I could move my workout time to 3 or 3.30. You know, so I would always, it depended on when that pre-workout meal was going to hit. That's kind of when I would block my time off. I would try yeah. not to have anything fall between the meal and the workout if possible, you know? Like maybe I'd stop mm-hmm. and pick something up. You know, and sometimes you got to do something like, oh, I got to go to Home Depot and get a fucking this or that. And I'll do that on my way to the gym. So there would sometimes be something in that hour. But for the most part, I would try to eat and relax. That was my like real bodybuilder thing was eat and like chill out, maybe even set a 20 minute timer and just have a little crash nap and then get up pre-workout 15 minute drive to the gym. Give her. That's kind of how I, I did a lot of my sort of, you know, scheduling of my energy. You nailed mine almost exactly. I mean, I literally, I would eat my pre-workout meal. I always had a big meal before I trained. So steak, rice, pretty large. So I would eat my pre-workout meal two hours before I was going to touch the weight. As soon as I was done eating, I would take a 20-minute nap. Then I'd wake up. Then I'd shower to be like fresh. It's like a new day had just started. And everything between that meal and the training was only training. I didn't open emails. Even when they come to the phone, wouldn't even open them. Right. It's like, <clears throat> right. This two hours is reserved for the gym. And the nap and the shower and all that was all part of that routine. Because I feel like you're, you really do get to that point where your mind knows the routine before you're supposed to get there. Same thing when I got to the gym, listening to music in the gym or, you know, on the way to the gym. By the time I walked in the door, I didn't need a pre-workout. I didn't need any time. It was like, all right, move my joints around, get the muscle pumped, and all right, let's go. You know, locked. I was probably locked in for 40 minutes before I even got there. Um, Because during that time also, it's time spent thinking about the training. You know, Ron nailed that a few months ago, talking about everybody's so worried about their pre-workout drink and not their pre-workout routine. Mine was clockwork. I mean, you know, if if I got pushed back somehow on that meal, I would push the workout back. I'm like, all right, cool. Workouts at 1130 now, not 11. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my workouts now, I'll be at the gym for a couple hours, you know, doing work in the office, you know, doing emails on my phone, whatever. And then uh, 30 minutes out, I'll drink my pre-workout. I'll turn the office light off and I'll pull my hat down and I'll, I'll like lay back in the chair and I'll just crash out for a bit. And then when Braden gets to the gym, he just knocks on the office door. He's like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> right. And I just sort of stand up and grab my fucking belt and my straps and straight out the office door onto the floor. And I'm literally waking up from a nap as I'm walking into the gym. Yeah. Like, it's a, I kind of like that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. just like open your eyes, stand up, and all of a sudden, boom, into this loud environment. <laughs> they get the music crank. Because back in the office, it's not too bad. Like, you can sit and have a chat back there. And you walk out into the fucking gym and you're just like, oh, I'm awake. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the pre-workout's hitting you because you drank it like before you crashed for 20 minutes. So when he knocks on the door and, and, and I wake up, I'm like waking up into an already active pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, let's go. I've done that you know, before right? when my routine in, in prep would be, after I got off of work, working like a physical job, I wanted to take a nap. So I'd pull in the parking lot at the gym and I'd literally yeah. do the same thing. I'd just like literally sit, set my seat all the way back, lay back, close my eyes for like 20 minutes and I'd set my phone so it'd go off 
the second it went off, I just headphones on, grab my bag in the gym and go, you know, it's good. And it, it gave me a lot of like it really refreshed me, you know, and it, I think all of us are talking about something that kind of like separates the rest of the day and brings you into where you need to be to 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 train. Right. Agreed. Yes. OK, that's Here's all I got. One. That's all I got for questions. Well, we, we filled you the got, hour for this one. We did. We did. We so did. We have more for another. Are we yeah, going to call that flawless. an episode? I think we just did. Is that an episode? I think Dusty just did. Yeah. Dusty just yeah, ended right. it. He <laughs> just said, okay, I'm done. It's time to change shirts. This show is over. Yeah, I'm ready for This shirt's been on me for like an hour and 20 minutes. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. It's time to go a different okay. color. Okay. <laughs> well, let's remind everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell comment with questions for the next episode that's important yeah youtube youtube questions get priority always true okay okay and remember our code big ron 20 and dusty 20 on imutant.com and thank you everybody and remember it's just bodybuilding